Welcome to Past the Remote, I'm James Chalmers. Uh, normally you would hear me do a different intro and you'd hear some theme music and then you would hear uh, Nick and Tina talk as well. Um, that's not happening because we already recorded our show this week. Um, we sat down to talk about what we normally do, do a topic, do some reviews and uh, talk about the news and trailers and stuff and then kind of go home. But uh, this week was a little bit different, a little bit, uh, a bit of a different case. We sat down, uh, and in the first segment, our news segment, uh, we decided to discuss the current sex scandals in Hollywood uh, concerning both Harvey Weinstein and Andy Signore. And normally the news segment is made like a 15-20 minute part of the show, and each headline maybe gets a minute to three minutes tops, and that was the intention. But instead what we kind of did was open up this ongoing forum that lasted maybe 45 minutes to an hour, um, and became this really intense, uh, discussion of not only what's wrong with Hollywood currently, but then a lot of other kind of social issues that were concerning as well. Uh, and at the time, you know, I didn't think too much of it. We did that. And then we jumped into our next section, uh, segment, and then, uh, you know, went on with the show as usual. But today when I was driving around on my way to work, I felt that maybe considering how sensitive the topic was and how serious it was, it may not be the best idea to release the episode as it currently is. If you listen to the show, you know that I don't normally edit my podcasts, uh, or very rarely do I. If anything, I move things around, but I never ever cut anything out of it. But just because of the content of the first half of the show, it seemed somewhat insensitive to follow it up with jokes about Star Wars and talking about, you know how much I can't wait for Justice League and stuff like that. So instead what we're going to do this week is we're just going to release um, the first discussion, the very serious, frank discussion about the current issues in Hollywood and then it kind of spirals into other things as well. But it, it's it's pretty dense, it's pretty full on and I would hate to have such a serious conversation and then have it kind of reduced by what follows. So... If you're looking for laughs and you're looking for geek news and stuff like that, it's definitely coming. We'll probably release that half of the show on on Sunday. So I guess good news is you get two shows this week. But um, out of respect to the subject that we discussed and you know people who might be affected by it, uh, we certainly wanted to, didn't want to diminish or trivialize uh, the issue. So I'm going to check out in just a moment. And what you'll hear is... Uh, first 45 minutes of that show, which is just Nick, Tina, and myself talking about uh, those issues that I mentioned. You won't hear the regular intro, um, it's pretty much going to cut straight into the news segment, and then uh, you'll hear me in, you know, 45 minutes time, I guess, to kind of close out this episode. But uh, So it's very different to what we normally do, but stick with it, um, hopefully you'll dig what we're talking about, and hopefully you'll agree with some of the stuff we say as well, but again, it does get pretty divisive, it's definitely probably our most controversial episode because we do get into some some stuff I guess uh, is, is one way to put it um, it it's pretty full on but I, I think it's probably the most important conversation we've had on the show and it's definitely worth hearing so uh, stick with us uh, check it out and then we'll see you in a few days time for some more light-hearted banter uh, until then this is this week's Pass the Remote. Uh, let's hit some news, guys. Um, we'll start with the horrible news, because, holy Christ, men were just pigs this week. 
I was going to say, isn't the first bit of, bit of news that Flash is back today? <laughs> no, like that's just that's just that's been bumped by Harvey, has it? Mm. Sorry, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, let's talk mm-hmm. about this. Oh, um, yeah. So, have you heard about this, Tanner? Okay, so I have only heard tiny little bits and pieces, but when I was driving home from work today, on the radio they played a leaked tape. Yeah. When he was like um, sexually harassing this Italian model. And he was like, come on, I'm used to this. Like, people do this for me all the mm. time. And, and she's like, why are you grabbing my breast? Yeah. And he's like, oh, because I fucking own you because I'm a fucking man. Yeah. I mean, that's not what he said, but... Yeah, I would imagine it has more <clears throat> as well to do with the fact that he's such a powerful figure. Mm. Yeah. That people, mm-hmm. like, people, yep. people... I think that's one of the, the tragedies of, like, the Hollywood system as yes. it is right now. Mm. Is people are so desperate to get in. Mm. That yeah. someone, you know what, mm. someone who has that much power can and pretty much do what they want. You know what's so disgusting is that this probably isn't even that horrible compared to some of the darker things mm. that happen in Hollywood. Like, you know, you hear about all these, like, child pornography mm. rings and, and stuff like yeah. that. And you just think to yourself, man, this is just, like, yeah. the tip of the iceberg. And I would, there's a lot of, like, executives and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked mm-hmm. if this is the only one. Yeah. Well, let's let's, un- let's unpack this a little bit. So, for those who don't know, um, Harvey Weinstein uh, is a big, uh, big-time Hollywood producer. He founded Miramax back in the late 80s, early 90s. So, he's responsible for the careers of... Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith and Robert Rodriguez and a lot of the the, the new wave of '90s indie filmmakers. Uh, he ran the company with his brother Bob. Then, when Miramax kind of went away, they opened up Dimension Pictures, um, and they also did uh, eventually the Weinstein Company. Uh, so this guy's been like a huge player in Hollywood and like the independent film market as well for quite a while. Uh, responsible for a lot of Academy Award winning films, and then yeah, I guess news broke that he'd been. He essentially like kind of came on strongly to this TV reporter or this news reporter um, to the point where he was literally like masturbating in front of her. Really? Jesus. So I don't know. I yeah, don't so know what's new. happened. So this the, this is know, this like... is the story. This is the story that started it all. Like she came out and said, mm. "This is what happened," and then like a million stories came out. Um, so much so that like after I think within twenty four hours he was suspended from the Weinstein Company, and as of Monday he was fired. Like he's fired from the Good. company. Uh, all of his name, his name will be taken off all future projects that are with that company and the company itself, which is still run by his brother Bob. Um, are changing their name. Like we can't be called the Weinstein Company anymore. Mm. Like we have to change it. Like we just the can't Bob be Bob Company. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Bob. I'm not a sexual harasser company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm innocent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the innocent Weinstein. Um, and then like there was more stuff today. Like apparently Matt Damon was seen like. There was an interview with him back in, like about ten years ago, and it sounded like everyone was trying to make it out like he was trying to cover these rumors. Like apparently these allegations, came, like there were these kind of allegations yeah, ten I years heard ago. Something about that. And then when you read it though, like you read the interview as it's printed, and there's nothing to suggest. Like Matt Damon's like, if I had known, I wouldn't have. He's <laughs> like, I'm not that kind of guy. Um, but then like people were getting outraged because he invoked like his daughters. It's like you know, as a father of four daughters, like I would never want this. And people were like, stop using daughters as used to like get, like to stop sexual harassment. Just stop it anyway. But I was like, what did you want the guy to say? Like, mm. I, I don't know. And then, like, apparently Ben Affleck said something. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's super nuts right now. And if that weren't bad enough, within 12 hours of the Weinstein story breaking, uh, another story broke, which really, like, ruined my day. Like, really bummed me out. Um, so this is not within the same circle, but it is a connected story. Just people being horrible. 
Um, you guys are all familiar with Screen Junkies, like the, um, mm. the YouTube channel. So they did the Honest, Honest Trailers, trailers. Oh, yep. uh, and Movie Fights. So this is a channel that I've really, really dug. Like I've kind of discovered it myself about two years ago. I <clears> just <throat> um, really like that platform. And the guy who owns it and runs it, this guy Andy Signore, is a guy that I've kind of modelled myself around a little bit in terms of like the format of this show. Like he's kind of based on the work that he did. Dude that I really like, and he's like a big hairy dude like me, likes movies and comic books and stuff. So I'm like, is he British? No, he's American. And so I was like, oh, cool. Like one more guy who can help break the stereotype. No. Within 12 hours of the Weinstein thing, it turns out this guy's been harassing women as well. Like some woman uh, tweeted was like, just so you guys know, it's not just the big wigs. Like anyone who gets a chance to do what he's doing it. And like it was Andy Signor and all the, and at first it was kind of just her and people were like, oh, let's, she didn't have any evidence. She was just kind of like, you know, I deleted them because I was young and stupid and like I was a young girl in Hollywood and I just didn't want to, like, to cause any problems. But then like all these emails came out, all these texts came out, like all this evidence of this guy's just been creeping on women and using his position of power again. Mm-hmm. Like he's been doing it to guests on the show, to fans. Um, he, uh, he's also married with a kid as well, which really yeah, sucks. Yeah, and, and it was, uh, his wife came out today <laughs> saying that she's going to... St- Separate from Well, no, that's Harvey Weinstein's wife. Oh, sorry, I thought that's yeah. what you were talking no, about. No, no, I'm talking about this other guy, Andy Signore, as well now. Yeah. Um, and it's... And, like, sat, like, so I read that on Saturday. Like, the Weinstein thing is obviously a horrible, horrible thing. But I don't really know any... Like, it's a weird way to say... It's weird to, like, kind of... You, you don't want to say anything to anyone. Harvey Weinstein means nothing to me. So when he did it, I wasn't let down by it. I was just mm. like, oh, another Hollywood pig. Yeah. But this guy, Andy Signore, is a guy that I kind of idolised a little bit. Like, it's a kind of a new hero of mine, and I've never had a hero let me down before. So the minute I read that, I was like, holy Christ, like, why... Well done on, like, reinforcing a stereotype. Like, oh, a fat, hairy internet guy is a creep. Like, mm. thanks, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've spent so much time in my life trying to break that stereotype, and this guy just comes out and does all these horrible things. And the weirdest thing is, as well, like, when it came out, no one who works with him or for him denied it. They were mm. like... Yeah, that sounds about right. Like, they'll just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. and But that's the thing, like, that's so horrible because it takes the victim to come out and say, listen, this guy has done something to me, when all these other people watch it happen and just go, yeah, but that's what's done. No, 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 they, they weren't like that. They weren't like that. And they also, I don't th- I think a lot of them were surprised. Like, but they, they could have had the opportunity to stand forward and go, hey, this guy's doing yeah, this. Well, but not, if, but not if they didn't know. Like, so, yeah, the, way so I read, is... the way I read most of them... If they didn't know. Yeah. The way I read most of them is they didn't know, but at the same time, they're like, we're inclined to believe the woman as opposed to yeah. the guy that we work with. The only guy who did know was the, guy, the girl who came out first. Her boyfriend works there, so like they had to, he had to work with this guy for years knowing this was going on, like, they went to HR and stuff, and all oh this, God. and it was only, it wasn't until someone went public that this company did something about it, so. Yeah, see, that's, that's the, the thing about these situations is that I find so unforgivable is if, if the big wigs know, and they think they can cover it up, and then it becomes public, then they, you know, how quickly have they struck Weinstein off their company now, mm. but if, yeah. you know, if this is common knowledge, well, then yes. that's just no point, yeah. you know, it's too late so for like that. So, like, if, if, if this is common knowledge amongst the community, that he's done this, mm. and so many, so many people, like for so many years, have just said nothing. It take that's that's the problem. It yeah. should it shouldn't take the victim to come forward and say, "Listen, this is what's happened to me." It should take anybody who's seen it happen to come forward and say, "Listen, this guy's doing this." Yeah. sort of thing. 
um, and it shouldn't be met with, oh, yeah, 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 that's okay, that's okay, we'll deal with it. Just You just forget about it. Mm. Well, sort of I like think that. the problem, I think the thing is that people don't realise, uh, and I'm definitely in agreement with you guys, is that these HR departments, they're not just there to, you know, keep the boat from being rocked. They're there to prevent the company they work for from being yeah. sued. So like, mm. and that's where the problem lies. It's kind of like, you just got to, like, I'm sorry, like, if someone's a dick, they're a dick, like, get rid of them. Uh, and if there's any silver lining, the same thing has happened. He was suspended up the day that it came out. He's since been fired and will no longer be affiliated with Screen Junkies or Defy Media, the company that owns it. Um, so there's one less scumbag on the internet. He's not the dude who does the voiceovers, is he? For no, he's is. not, but apparently that guy is as well. Apparently that ah, guy. no. Apparently, like, there's been... And it's funny, like, because I've been on Reddit a lot lately, like, not just for stuff to go with trails for the way later, but also because I've been following the story and Reddit is a hotbed of all that information. Mm. And they actually had a link to, like, a video and they're like, there's this weird video from, like, a year or two ago at San, uh, San Diego Comic-Con where, like, this... They, and they're like, oh, you know, this guy Andy, like, made the the host like make her like twirl in her costume and stuff and like kind of show off the goods oh, and stuff and i was like i don't and, like, I was like oh, i really don't remember that and then you watch the video and you can literally see how uncomfortable the guy who's hosting the show is doing he's like he literally was just like you know people want to like you know you don't come to san diego comic-con to be objectified now can you give us a twirl and something like he's just so awkward he's like, i'm so sorry i just said you know we're gonna objectify people we just objectified mm-hmm. you like he says it on the video and they didn't mm-hmm. delete this it's just crazy, but yeah, apparently the um, voiceover guy was is a scumbag as well. In that same video, video I think, or like in that same time with the Diana Comic Con, he was like narrating like his cosplayers walk past whatever, and apparently they're saying some questionable things about a girl who turns to be like fourteen years old. Yeah. It's just like yeah, so many creeps. Just a grubby well, that, kind of. Well, all in light of this, today is actually International Day of the Girl. Um, and I heard this fact today when I was driving to work and it was, um, uh, I think it was something like 56% of girls between the ages of, I think it's like 10 and 17, uh, don't think that they have been objectified. Yeah. And think that's because they don't understand because it's because because it's something that is ingrained in you from a very 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 young age it becomes you don't even think about it it's like guess what a hundred percent of you have been objectified like there's no margin of error there's no and like people don't realize what counts as objectification as well Mm. um oh there's this fair i've got to tell you guys this there is this fantastic (coughs) girl in um I can't remember if it was Paris or Amsterdam. Mm. I read this article and she, uh, because in one of those cities, uh, catcalling is illegal. So really? you're not allowed, to, yep, you're not allowed to catcall Who women. Who fucking catcalls in this century anyway? Oh, well, so well, many people. here you like... go. Because, and so what she would do is she, every single time somebody catcalled her, she took a selfie of her and the person and she uploaded it to her Instagram and there is reams and reams and reams of photos and every single photo her face is just like deadpan oh and she also writes in the comment what the person said mm-hmm. as well and you obviously clearly <clears throat> see what she's wearing so it's got nothing to do with oh well you know look at what she was wearing and blah 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 
and every single photo, the guy is like, yeah, and he's yeah. like, ooh, and there's like really creepy ones where he, they put their arms around her, and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. This is a stranger, and you think it's okay to touch them, and you think it's okay to talk to them like that, and you think it's okay to treat them like a fucking piece of meat in a deli book, in a bookshop, deli bookshop. Yeah, for all those meat books. I mean? Yeah, no, I do, and mm. but that's that's the... I think it's less unreasonable, more reasonable. If someone says to you, like, I'm sure she just goes, let's go on, let's take a selfie or something. Mm. I could see why someone would be like, yeah, because that's just the selfie pose. But to me, it's more shocking. Just like, who... You can walk down the street and admire mm. someone and think, holy shit, that's a really good looking person. It would never cross my mind for a second. Just to call out that. Yeah, like yeah. I just don't understand the mentality um, of that. I'll show, I'll show it to you. You guys can continue talking, but I'll show it to you. But the way she does it, I don't think she goes, come on, let's stop for a selfie. Like, the th- second it happens, I think she just stops and pulls out a phone and mm-hmm. just goes like that. Yeah. Sort of thing, and then just writes down what I say. But, like, this is the thing. Like, people don't realize how, how second nature it becomes as a woman to be scared. Mm. Because when I was walking the dogs the other day... And it was a little bit dark. The whole time. The entire... Like, you, all you guys were here. When you were all here, mm. sitting here. And I was walking the dogs. The entire time, I was just thinking to myself. How to stop myself from being attacked. And maybe I'm paranoid. But how to stop myself from being attacked. And I didn't bring my phone with me. And what if something happens to me. And it's really, really dark. And then what if I lose the dogs. And blah, 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 blah. And all this kind of stuff like that. I should not have to think that... When I walk out my mm. front door, no person should have to think that male, female, alien, doesn't matter. When you walk out your front door, you shouldn't feel like you're going to be accosted by somebody else. You have to do the... Um... When you go to work, whether that work is, you know, working at an IGA deli or whether that work is working on a movie set for somebody, you should not be objectified by your boss. You have to do the... Um... The Kevin Smith guy to leave in the house as a woman thing, which mm. is what he taught his daughter. As soon as she like started going out by herself, he's like, "Just take something stabby." Yeah, he that's goes, what my mum used to do. Goes, she used to bring a knife with her and a. He bag. goes, if it's you know, even it's just like you have the chopsticks in your hair, or whatever. Take something. Mm. If someone comes in, you can just jab them and run yeah, away and that's stuff. That's right. Um, I'm, can I share a story? This isn't got to do anything with with movies or anything like that. But that's can okay. I share this a story? Is that, this is your show too. Like right. we. Tell stories we want to tell. So, this is the perfect example of uh, one time I got sexually harassed by my boss. So, I was in year 10. So, I would have been uh, 15 or 16 years old. Before we continue, Mm. do you want to name and shame or are you going to... I can't remember his name. Well, I mean, Mm. even the company or are you going to... Like, it's entirely up to you. I have no problem with it. Like... I will. I won't name the company, but I'll just say like what sort of strand they were in. Sure. Basically, they don't exist anymore in terms of that location sure. and that store. Um, but basically, I I already had a job. Um, I worked for the coffee club, and and I said to uh, my school, you know, can I just do my um, my work experience at the coffee club? And they're like, no, you have to like go somewhere else. So I was like, great. So I'm going somewhere else to work for mm. like half my pay. Um, and it's going to be it's shit. It's such a stupid rule, right? Yeah. Like, they have, I had a job as well, and they're like, no, yeah. you've got to go somewhere. So I'm like, okay, so... I was getting paid $9 an hour, and then I went down to $5 an yeah. hour. Yeah, instead of yeah. the video store, I got paid, you know, 
whatever it was, 50 bucks a week or whatever. Mm. I went to, no, more than that, I think. And I went to Coles and I got 50 bucks for two weeks. I was like, thanks, five bucks a day. <laughs> um, and um, basically what happened was um, I was working at this uh, fabric store that used to be in Knox City. Oh, okay. Um, and um, I uh, was working there and on the third day, and the, my boss was just, uh, not a nice man. Like he was, he was very condescending. He was very like, um, like t- t- talk to you like you're an idiot, sort mm. of thing like that. Um, and I'm um, sorry, Loki's just trying to get up onto the table. Which <laughs> I'm is trying to keep that quiet. Yeah, I lifted him, and then he was just like, I'm gonna walk on the table. Um, and so um, one morning, I arrived there, and and um, he's like, and it was like really menial jobs as well. It was like sweep the floor and stock the shelves and. Mm crush the boxes and all this kind of shit. Um, so I get there and, and he's like, I need you to sweep this floor for me. And so um, he's like showing me the area that needs to be done because they're going to create a new display or something like that. And he goes, um, all right, so can you start you know, working? And so I start sweeping and he goes, what are you, an idiot? Like, that's not how you sweep. Hasn't anybody ever taught you how to sweep? And all, like really putting me down like I'm, I was a piece of shit sort of thing. Mind you, I was 15 years old as well. And um, I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And then I'm sweeping um, and I can't remember why. I can't remember if he put the broom down on the floor and then I had to bend over to pick it up or if there was something on the floor that he asked me to pick up or if I picked up on my, bent over on my own volition. I can't remember. All I remember is that I bent over and he smacked me on my ass. Really? And he walked away. And I stood there. And nobody saw it because it was like before the shop had opened. And I stood there and I was like, did that just happen to me? Did that literally, like, I couldn't believe that that had just happened. Mm. And so, and because I didn't, like, know anybody at the work, I couldn't go to, and talk to anybody about mm. it. And so then I went through the rest of the day and I just avoided him and all this kind of stuff like that. And I went home. And I can't remember if I told my parents. I don't think I told them straight away because I didn't know how to tell them. And also my dad, at that point in time, I was convinced that if I told my dad, he would have gone down there and would have bashed the shit out of him, which he very much fucking deserved because he smacked a 15-year-old girl on the ass. I think your dad would do it today. (laughs) Like, (laughs) He shouldn't be smacking anyone on the ass. Irrespective Um, of gender. Yeah, Or age. But still, it doesn't help if you're 15 because that's pretty much pedophilia then. Um, and so then anyway, like that same day was, uh, you know how the teachers are supposed to call to check in. Mm. Um, that day, that night, uh, when I'd come home from working at that store, uh, mm-hmm. the, a teacher called up, but it was a teacher that I didn't have a very good rapport with. I didn't like her. She was really quite strict and really quite intimidating. Mm. And so she was like, you know, is everything going okay? And I was like, yeah, everything's going fine. And I didn't tell her. And this is the thing. A lot of people go... When this happens to you, you need to tell someone, you need to tell someone, you need to tell someone. I don't know why I didn't tell her. I don't know. It it wasn't shame. I think it was fear of making a hoo-ha. Do you know what I mean? When you shouldn't feel fear for making a hoo-ha. Like, make a fucking hoo-ha because it's not right. Yeah. And um, I've since spoken to teachers who have known that woman 
and I've told them that story and they've said, if you told that teacher what your boss did to you, she would have come down on him like a ton of bricks. She would have like, he would, he would have been gone mm. sort of thing. So I should have fucking told yeah, her. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? But you don't know. And as a 15 year old, yeah. you don't know sort of thing. And that's pretty shocking that at the age of 15, that's your first instance of sexual harassment. Like, have you ever been sexually harassed? I have. Exactly. I've got a story for you next. Yeah. yeah. How old were you when you were sexually harassed? 13. Really? I thought for... this one was at the club. What? When the girl got oh. harassed at the club? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that was just... I think, uh, just like, I'm making a little side point here. I've always been um, perplexed by the difference in, like... As you said, mm. what your story does it 100% constitutes like sexual harassment. I'm wondering why when it's flipped, because I've that's happened to me. I've been out and like so, someone just like slapped my ass, like a mm. random passing girl mm. or something like that. And I'm just like, why is this like? No one gives a shit. Mm. No one like that doesn't mm. really. Well, it's like I was saying. I said to Tina the other day, and I said to I've been talking to my my boss who I, I work with quite a bit at work. Obviously, um, there's a weird sentence. Uh, I've been talking about Harvey Weinstein thing for a while. I was like, this is going to sound so first world problems, um, but it is a lot tougher to be a man in this world right now than you think. And I don't mean in terms of entitlement. No, let me say it. Let me just, let me just get through it because I know how that sounds. I don't mean in terms of entitlement or career or anything that we have. Like we are the most benefit. Like as a white man, I am positioned higher than anyone else in the world, but I also cannot leave my house and talk to any woman without them automatically assuming that I'm going to be a creep because that is the state of men in the world right now that is where we're at where every dude online is a creep every dude who you don't know intimately for multiple years is a creep like you just can't say things I literally we talked about it. there's a a friend that I made while I was uh, out of town recently um, and I walked back to the hotel one night because I was like no girl should walk mm. to a hotel alone in a strange city and we're walking and I had to say to her but I'm like just so you know, I'm engaged, so I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna try to do anything. You can don't worry. Like I'm literally just walking you home, which may have also been like a weird thing to say yeah. as well. But it's like you have to like. No, it is a sad state of affairs that you need to put. Yeah, that you would even need to say something like that. I get that. But yeah, I feel like I. You can't. I feel so weird talking to any mm. girl that like if I work with them, it's a little bit different, I guess, because like after a while you build a rapport or whatever. Obviously, Tina can say, pretty much say whatever. Like, we've been together for over 10 years at this point. But if you meet someone new and you're in, like, a... It's not, like, a professional situation, I think it's a really strange thing where you kind of have to really, really watch how you behave, even if you are a nice, normal, non-creep. Mm. So, when I say it's hard to be a man, it's not in 99.9% instances of life. But if you're trying to talk to anyone... And again, like, because again, like, I am engaged. I have no romantic interest in any other girl I've ever met since I've been with Tina. But even just to have a friend or just have a conversation, I have to just, like, walk on eggshells because I'm like, thanks to every other creepy dude in the world, I now have to be so careful about what I say. <laughs> like, I see the way you're looking at me and you don't agree? No, um, I am just scared that the next words out of your mouth are going to be hashtag not all men. No, no, no. No, believe me. I think men are ridiculous. I think people who are like, men's rights are more important than women. No, shut up. That's the other problem. Either men are creeps, or they think that somehow like they've got it harder than women. And I know I just said that we have it hard, 
but only in that instance. But the problem is, is that, um, and I totally <coughs> accept the fact, I totally accept everything that you've said. Mm. And the way to fix that is to stop the fucking creepy men to help yes, them accountable absolutely. for their actions. Because the more creepy men there are, the more women are going to fear all men because it's not hashtag not all men. It's hashtag enough men. Yeah. Enough men to make me feel scared to walk my dogs. Mm. Enough men for me to not be able to walk down my street without someone saying something to me. I didn't even know not all men was a hashtag. But I didn't even yeah. know that. No, it is. Not all, hashtag not all men is like a thing that... Me- Meninists used who like I'm not a fucking creep so I I it's okay it's like yeah we get that you're not a creep yeah. we get that like you know a whole bunch of men aren't creeps but there's always a select few who like to fuck it up for the rest yeah of look, I know that I sound like a fedora wearing neckbeard guy right now <laughs> and I do have a neckbeard so you're just missing the fedora this yeah. is the girl with the Instagram but um or like oh, yeah, even she's like very deadpan isn't she that guy looks like a fucking cat calling yeah. weirdo though. And then she like writes down like what the comments are mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, like the other thing is like you know I'm I, I'm quasi active on social media. Like I follow like uh, so one thing I'm really into is like cosplay. Like even though I don't do it myself, I'm fascinated by that world. So like, I follow a few different cosplayers, and every now and then I will like comment or something like oh that's awesome or like that's really cool. Like I love that or whatever. But once again, like the minute it's a girl, I'm just like I really want to make sure that I say a very generic comment and make sure costume that- looks great. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, because once again, like, mm. that's even harder because there's not even like a face-to-face conversation mm. at that point. So it's even easier to be assumed yeah. that like you're a, you know, piece yeah. of crap. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird time yeah. right now. It's a weird time for everyone. I think um, yeah. it's interesting. I think I agree and disagree <coughs> with both of what you've just said. Like both of you. Yeah, it's, I'm still formulating. Uh, this is why I like to have these sort of discussions, mm. but for the whole hashtag not all men thing, I do think it's, I agree slightly with you in that like, I do think now more than ever mm. <clears throat> on this specific issue, I'm not trying to denigrate any, well, I mean, any let's, challenges let's, that like let's a female leave, would face. Let's but, leave all that to the side for a second. You're, you're a single man. And like, if you want to go out and, and meet women or, or dudes, like whatever you mm. want to do, I know, I know it's women. Um... <laughs> Very progressive but, of you, though. Yeah, well, you know, um, I got a, I can't imagine what it's going to be like to be in the dating world right now because once again, it's just kind of like, as a like, if Tina like is living in a state of fear in the blo- on the block that we live in, yeah, like I can't imagine like women like, how nervous and unsure women would be going out for like. You know, to go dating or whatever, or like to try mm. and meet people in social events, and mm. must make it difficult like, for you as well. Like this is this is the thing that I was trying to quote. Mm. Where it says, "No one actually thinks all men, just too many men, enough to be afraid, enough that all women have experienced it, enough to make it a social problem, not a personal one." And yeah. that's the thing. It's not a it's not a personal problem. It's a social mm. absolutely. Problem. And absolutely. that's where this whole like there's this other one where it's like women are considered fragile, but I've never seen as anything as easily wounded as a man's ego. <laughs> because the second it goes. Funny. Oh, it's not me because I don't do it. Yeah. You know, you don't fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. It's society talk. Society. Uh, I talk. hope that my clumsy speaking, because I am a clumsy talker. If I write it down in advance, excellent. <laughs> but if I just but talk, sorry, I interrupted you. Nick. Well, I was going to say like I hope that my clumsy talking hasn't you know kind of misrepresented how mm. I feel on this issue. Mm. Like I didn't, I wouldn't have brought up the issue if I felt like oh no, it's all right or whatever. Mm. Like, yeah, but I think as well mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like 
the three of us here know each other pretty well. Yes. Obviously, you two are extremely close. Um, oh, we're pretty close. Um, but, you know, like, I think... <coughs> I don't think you need to... Well, certainly for my need of you at this point, need to put all these caveats in before you speak. Because I know how you... Mm. Well, it's I not know, so much... I know need of you harbour... I know that you, deep down, don't hate all men, mm. but you've got an opinion on it. And I know you don't hate women, and you yeah. might have an opinion... Um, even though what you were saying wasn't really like anti-women at all. Mm. So like, you know, certainly from my perspective, you don't need to put a minute, a minute of caveats in front. Well, mine was less addressing you and more the listener. Yeah, like, yeah. People who might not know us so well. Um, needless to say, more scum in the streets of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I think as well, that's just such a unique situation because of the power imbalance. Yeah. You have these young, I'm assuming mostly <coughs> girls, mm. although I'm sure it's happening vice versa and all sorts of scenarios but who would who would coming to these meetings desperate there's millions of people there trying to get their shot mm. and then when someone says like yeah this will help you out yeah. like you know mm. yeah it's, it's crazy um should we move on to some more oh this is the political special <laughs> you, know, you know what no i was gonna go into that's gonna go away from but you know what no i said i had this sexual harassment story i'll tell you um so i wasn't like mine's different i wasn't personally harassed i wasn't like Hey James, and then, but I think when I tell you the story, you'll agree that it was pretty questionable. Um, not just for me, but again, I guess my entire class of boys. Um, so, like in year seven, we did like swimming. Sp- uh, we did like the swimming lessons, like most schools I think do that. <laughs> um, and I guess like our homeroom teacher would just go and swim casually while we did the lessons, mm. or whatever. And then on more than one occasion, you know, we'd get out and go and get changed. You know what you like when you're thirteen years old, like you try to get a cubicle and if you don't get a cubicle you have your towel wrapped up to your mm. neck yeah. and you're getting changed under yeah. it because God forbid anyone see like your yeah. two inch wiener like <laughs> you just don't want anyone seeing it like um, this male teacher would get changed in front of us mm. completely naked mm. like and we would see Mm-mm. and it was just I would talk to us while I was Mm-mm. doing it and I was like yeah. and it never registered with me at the age of 13 but like that's inappropriate I was just kind of like that's weird mm. like his dick looks weird. Like, that's really strange. That's so... And it wasn't until, like, a couple of years later, mm-hmm. like, maybe even this year, like, I was talking about it at work at one point, like, we are talking about something, and I was like, because, like, have you ever had, like, a weird... Because there was a girl I was speaking to, I won't give her name out, but she was saying how she'd been harassed by a teacher, like, and, like, he kind of, like, got creepy on her and stuff when she was, like, 13. Mm. And she was like, you guys probably never dealt with that, and me and this other girl like, no, no, not really. And I was like, oh, hang on. Yeah. I do have a story. Like, mm. this is so weird. Um... So whilst no one was physically touching me, this guy was more than happy to expose himself in front yeah. of yeah, hun- hundreds of boys. Exposure. Absolutely counts as sexual <coughs> harassment. Um, and he's a teacher. Oh my god, he should know better. He was my homeroom teacher. That's disgusting. He was my homeroom teacher, and I encountered him like multiple times out of school because he, um, you know what, I won't give any more away. Like let's just say that there was a situation where I would come into constant contact with him out of work. Um, we were dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, but, yeah, so... He didn't come back, I don't think, for the year after, though. So I don't know whether he got busted or whether he just... Mm, it was a teacher like that <coughs> at my school as well. And there was a, one of my male friends, like, worked for him. In mm. the summer job, sort of thing like that. And um, we always made jokes about, oh, you know, like, he's... Um, He's giving you a massage and you got to clean the pool and all this kind of stuff like that. And he was always like, stop it, stop it. Because so I think something like, I don't know, maybe the way the teacher looked at him 
or like asked him to do things mm. was just like no 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 yeah i'm very fortunate i didn't really have anything that i can think of from my schooling years that stands mm. out so mm. very fortunate indeed let's uh let's change streams yeah let's go back onto films <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? Like, I think there's an important issue to talk about, and you're right. Like, we don't get very political uh, in our topics very often. Like, the Hugh Hefner thing, obviously, like brought up some mm-hmm. some discussion. Pardon me, and then Wonder Woman, like, strange enough, brought up a lot of discussion as well. So I do like when we do go into these places. Well, but if I could just hijack that point you're making, go there, for it. Yeah. I really <laughs> am a big believer that these are important discussions to have because what's happening, I'm sure that this is no secret to anyone. You just notice that people are just going. Politically or socially, I guess, mm. further and further apart. There's no middle ground here, which yeah. I think is what we're doing. Yeah. I agree You're with some right. things. I disagree mm. with some mm-hmm. things. At least we're discussing it cordially. Mm. Yeah. That's what, definitely... If we don't do that, mm. you then might harbour one thing, mm. you might harbour another, and mm. you just get further apart because you're just like, mm. oh, fuck, they're doing it again. Well, that's the reason mm-hmm. why I believe, and I think many people believe now, that Trump made it into office. Because... Everyone hated his politics and what he stood for, but instead of like treating it reasonably, Hillary and her followers were just like, "That is wrong," and you can yeah. only be political. And like, they were super PC yeah. and super yeah. left to the point where people, yeah. people were like, "I agree with you," but you know what? If you're gonna, I have to listen to yeah. you all the time. I don't want you to run my country. People, yeah. people don't want to be told yeah. what to do <coughs> and that they're bad for doing something yeah. or believing something, mm. and. When someone comes along, scumbag though he is, yeah, and says like, "Come with me," hold it, you know, gets gets him under his wing, yeah, and say like, "No, you're not a racist, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Yeah, or you've got someone who's, you know, just calling you out or something like that. Yeah, it's I can completely understand why people. Just... I think the problem with Trump is that he is he uses very very specific language and very very specific words, mm. and so the way that he talks and the things that he says says can be is is so vague it can be interpreted in so many different ways Mm. so someone who is quite left-wing listening to trump can go oh yeah 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 Yeah. that totally makes sense because they project their own beliefs onto him Mm. and then someone who's very right-wing will go oh yeah 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 that totally makes sense and that's very very dangerous Mm. well like this doesn't tie into that so much, but I guess the overall theme of that part of the discussion um, is kind of... I've seen a lot of these arguments come up for the... Like, right now in Australia, we're dealing with this whole um, plebiscite being, like, you know, getting everyone to, you know, kind of chip in their two cents, like, should homosexuals be able to marry? Mm. And I read this article about a no, from a no-voter. Like, a no-voter wrote it. And Morks was just like, I just need to see what this idiot wrote. Mm. And I read it, and I was like, holy crap, we're America. Because he talked about it, it as like, you know, no one seems to comment. And like, again, I don't agree with him. Mm. I, I voted yes. There's visual proof that I voted yes uh, online. But he came out and said, no one has said or criti- no one has said anything or criticized the pro-gay marriage people for how aggressive their campaigning has been. Like, it has been a very aggressive guerrilla marketing campaign where mm. it's been, yes, votes, and you know, you're wrong if you don't vote yes. And he goes, someone said... I'm not going to do it once and like 500 people like attack them mm. because they don't want to vote for it and they don't have to vote for it like and I was like it, it's it's such a weird political game it because because whilst I am like no you are an idiot if you vote no you should vote yes that's exactly what caused 
what happened in America. That's what caused... Yeah. There's, Trump- a, there's a word for it, what we're doing. It's called democracy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's the thing. It's I find it particularly... Everyone on TV mm. is a yes voter. Like, they always talk mm. about it. Mm. Um, and I always just think, like, if someone comes out and says no, mm. I, I genuinely think they would probably be fired. So mm. if, if like let's say Carl Stefanovic mm. comes out and says like mm. I'm actually going to vote no, mm. well, I can't imagine he would still be. In who's that the guy on mm. the protest? Steve Price, I think he's like an yeah, older guy. Yeah. he might be like he's the kind of guy who I'd imagine would come out and say no because I've seen him come out and say some things that yeah. I don't agree with before. Isn't he a priest though? No, as well. Oh, but I've heard I've heard people. <coughs> Father Bob, he's yeah. he's pro gay marriage. Give um give reasons. One of my friends from wouldn't. Facebook, she um she was posting up all this vote no stuff, <laughs> and I felt so. I, I didn't unfriend her, but I blocked her stuff so I don't see mm. it in my newsfeed. Because I'm like, I clicked on one of the articles because I was like, I gotta see what it read. That one, the, that article that I read was full of shit. Yeah. It was like, I'm voting no because men and women need to be together mm. and all that sort of stuff like that. But I think we get um, into the. But po- it makes me feel so awkward, like looking through yeah. my newsfeed and seeing like people. But I know what you mean. I like, know what you mean. It's like people. People have the right, if they want to vote no, they can vote no, yeah. but it's a social, it's a social thing well, now, not just a political thing, it's a social thing where if a person says, I'm voting no, you rake them through the cold. Yes, well, I mean, is, and it's not, it's not even this topic in general, like we're at a point in our society where if someone doesn't have the exact same viewpoint as you, mm. people are like, they're wrong, mm. and I'm right, and I can't be, fr- and like, you said, like you thought about unfriending them, people are like, we cannot be friends if we don't have the same views anymore. Mm. Which is why I think... Well, I also haven't spoken to her for like five years. No, no, but like, but other people are like that. Mm. And this is going to be a weird roundabout kind of way to bring it up. But that's what I think is very good about this show that we do. We're not a political show. We don't talk about the big issues very often. But our policy on this show has always been like, always be supportive. Yeah. Like even, if, and like, again, I'm comparing talking about... Except for of the Nazis. Don't support the Nazis. Yeah. Uh, my next <laughs> segment is shot. Yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, comparing, you know, joking around about movies and big culture change are two very different things. But since day one of the show, I've always been like, we'll put down our top five favourites. And even if I don't agree with it, like, you, I think your first one was like full of Nolan films. And I was like, eh, yeah, he's not what I would choose. But I was never like, you're wrong. Yeah. And I think that's where as a society we need to get back to now is that we need to come back to being like hey everyone's going to have yeah. different opinions and like, that's where we come around about to the whole like <coughs> um, fragility of egos that everybody seems to have not just men but everybody seems to have mm. Mm. everybody seems to have it it's like you can't say anything anymore without and like I know that and I know that's the line of people who then go to on to say racist and sexist and bigoted things mm. But you're right, we have reached a point in time where you can't, like... Like, I hear it in the classroom where the guy goes, oh, you know, he was Asian. And they're like, you can't say that. Like, you, you're allowed to say the word Asian. Mm, yeah. Asian is not a slur. It's it's literally, it's like, yeah, a description. Yeah. And it's literally what that person is. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. if he then proceeded to, you know, rock They're more real... than just that. Yeah, yes, you're yeah. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Mm. If he then went on to, you know, rock a really insulting Asian yes, accent... absolutely. Or start, you know... Yeah. You know, whipped out a, a hat or something yeah. like... You know, it's also really weird. Being a drama teacher um, and kids working with accents and stuff like that. Um, when my um, students, who a big demographic of them are Asian and Indian mm. um, or Sri Lankan, 
Um, and so when they do an accent, they, they automatically like click into a stereotypical version of their own like mm. um, race's accent. Mm. And I kind of sit back and I go, do I, do I pull them up on this? Do I not? Like, mm. is it racist if they're doing it about their own culture? Mm. Is it not? Is it only racist if they say racist things? Or is it racist inherently because it's a stereotype, but at the same time you're in drama and mm. you're working with stereotypes? Well, it's interesting because I haven't... It's ex- very Well, here's what I would say about anything in that area. You can kind of just use logically... Th- I mean, racism at its core, you're mm. denigrating someone because of, of their race. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's not something they can help. So look, if it's, you know, if it's a drama, that's just a specific example, but... People know mm. people if it's if it's some little bull, like mm. white kid who's a bully yeah. and he's doing it to denigrate yeah. another yeah. student. Yep, cl- cut and dry. Absolutely, and, that, and that was the thing. Like, so when I was at my old school, there was um, uh, kids would use an Aboriginal voice, mm. um, and it was um, they'd just talk like that in class. It wasn't in drama. It was just they were just being dicks, mm. and you pull them up on that. But like this in drama, like it's kind of like the kid, like you kind of go and they, and like. Every once once in a while, they'll be like, oh, you know, that's how my dad speaks or sort of thing Mm. like that. And I think they're just like doing it as a joke, but then you go, well, what counts as a joke? What doesn't count as a Mm. joke? Are you being politically correct? Is that political correctness gone Mm. insane? Blah, blah, blah. So it's very complicated. Well, it's interesting because you bring bring up the accent thing because as an extension, there was a story recently, and we will get back to movies, I promise, guys. Um, (laughs) There was a story recently about these college girls who uploaded a video of them singing along to Gold Digger by Kanye West. And uh, these white girls are not singing, and if you know the song Gold Digger, there's some N-words in there. Mm. And it's interesting, because I've wondered that myself, like as someone who, not the biggest rap fan, but there are definitely some rap songs that I like. As a white person, that word's not really for me. Do you know what I mean? That word was used to oppress people, and then later reclaimed by the people who were mm. oppressed. But if that's the artist's intention, mm. and I make up part of the fan base yeah. who mm. the lyrics are intended for... Where do and I'm not saying like me personally, like but as a listen as the like the listener, where do you draw the line? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if I'm be, like I'll go completely honest. If I'm in the car by myself and there's some Wu Tang, I'm saying every single word in that song. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't, however, like walk into like you know Coles. <laughs> yeah, or like a heavily populated African American town, like and yeah. just start busting lyrics out, yeah. like. Well, it's like um, one of my uh, year 12 students for her solo, she was doing this Aboriginal character and um, she uh, had to draw a comparison to um, uh, another person who, who experienced um, like lack of freedom. So mm. she did uh, Rosa Parks and there was this line and she says the N-word. Well, she, at first she didn't. And then I was like, it needs to be more venomous. I think you need to say it. Mm. Um, and so she did say it, um, and she did involve it in her thing. And then you kind of go, "What? what is the line? Because it's like, it's like when you watch Django. You mm. know that Leonardo DiCaprio probably wouldn't go through his life saying those words. But he's playing a character, and yeah. the character does, and all that sort of stuff like that. And But... And in this instance, you know, she's playing a character, and that's what the character would no, say. I think when but it com- she's also a student, but she's also a year 12 student. Mm. I think when it comes to performance, and I think there's like a difference between like school theatre and community theatre, and mm. then 
big budget productions and whatnot. But I guess they shouldn't be really. But if you're telling a story, and part of, and that's an integral part of the story, you don't want to also take out the relevance. Yeah, that lies in that story. It's like we were talking about it last week. How I was like, you know, it's kind of weird. Like you know, the African American kid, like who had almost no lines as opposed to like in the original and whatnot. But also, like, the racism in this new version was like, get out of my town. And that's almost kind of been like, well, you know, African Americans didn't really have it that bad, you know. Yeah. In the 80s or the 50s when the thing, it's like, they definitely did. And by taking that word out, you're almost, almost glossing over it and giving it kind of a pass because mm. you want it to be, you know, more mainstream. Yeah, but it's that's kind of right. like, no, like, that should be an uncomfortable scene. And as a white person watching it, you should feel uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it's a, like I guarantee you, I haven't watched it, but I guarantee you, Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. They they were like, uh, we don't want to upset people. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. out of here, you scallywag! <laughs> yeah. Scallywag. Um. Yeah, that's a pickle. Mm. That mm. one, that particular mm. word, so because because I disagree. Well, I don't know what point you were making just there, but I don't think if it's fine for Leo to say because it's a. Big film. No, and that's why I then, took it back because I was like, you know what, like the money involved shouldn't, like it should be about the yeah, piece. Yeah. And like, I actually think in that situation, like, I think maybe you need, may have need to have a conversation with the girl performing it being like, look, I shouldn't have to tell you this, but like, don't. Oh, you... no, she totally understood. No, no, but I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like one of those windows, I think like sometimes that conversation is said, but I think in terms mm. of the, the art that you're performing, like, if that is, if you're trying to be like, look, the, the actions by this character are wrong and mm. you should know they're wrong and you should mm. feel uncomfortable when she's acting wrong, mm. then I don't think there's a problem with that as no, long as the intention is, for lack of a better word, educational. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, even, like, in Django, which is, you know, a fictional film, like, it's based on a real atrocity. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's any harm in that as long as the intentions are clear. Yeah. Um, I think... Is what? Yeah, I'm trying to like it's. Ultimately, she did very well on a side. She did very, very well. That's good. Mm. Let's change tunes, guys. That's our new segment where we've been forty-eight minutes. We get political for the first hour. Called. I actually wanted to do a podcast talking about this kind of stuff. Actually. Okay, so that was the uh, long, long discussion uh, about all that horrible news that happened uh, last week. Uh, I did warn you it gets pretty full on, so hopefully you, you stuck through it and it didn't turn you off the show too much. Uh, but that is the first half of a very different show that we did this week. So, yeah, I guess mull that one over and hopefully uh, we're, we're on the same page. And if we're not, like definitely sound out online. We'll definitely... Um, respond or address any concerns that you guys have with the show but it, it felt like a pretty important thing to put out there and to put out on its own uh so that is this week's uh, episode of pass the remote or the first episode this week of pass the remote uh in a few days time you'll see the second episode which will be a little bit more light-hearted a bit more fun and uh we won't have to talk about horrible people doing horrible things for a little bit uh, so that's this week's episode of Pass the Remote. We'll see you next time.